Now you can achieve anything. You can obtain anything. You can become anything. All using proven, scientifically sounding cognitive techniques. Recently popularized by books and movies such as The Secret, an age-old concept called the Law of Attraction gives anyone the ability to manifest into reality whatever their desires are. And now, for a limited time, these laws can be yours. Using the awesome power of the Law of Attraction, I have manifested that you get these rules at a low, low price of $4.95. Hell, since I've mastered this and must therefore be in no need of money, I'll give it away for free. Despite the fact that it's called a law, it comes in several varieties and the rules may differ slightly. But the gist is that you 1. Want something and think about it. Some believe that you may have to provide some type of energy at this step. 2. Be willing to receive it. 3. You get it. This is called manifesting your desires. It's just that easy. Just ask this scientician. The brain gives off waves or something that cause whatever you think about to manifest itself into reality. Using sophisticated scientific equipment, we can actually measure emanations coming from each of our brains. Therefore, these signals are not only real, but are the source of everything that happens. We sometimes call it the power of positive thinking on steroids. Millions all over the world, like Oprah, are claiming that not only should you buy the book and watch the movie, but that The Secret has made them millionaires. Or at least help them get a better parking spot at work. Just listen to these testimonials. I was tired of my lady. We'd been together too long. Then she contracted cancer and died the next year, and I got a fat paycheck from the insurance company. Thank you, Law of Attraction! As a college student, I'm always in need of money. Utilizing the Law of Attraction, I found enough quarters between the sofa cushions at the sorority house to buy another six-pack. Ow, I manifested my liver hurting. A little beer will put out that fire. I was working as a janitor at a strip club and living in an old refrigerator box behind a bowling alley. Thanks to the Law of Attraction, I just moved into a bigger box. That's right, it's the singular sensation that's sweeping the nation. Act now, what have you got to lose? Nothing but a few moments. No operators are standing by since I just gave it away for free. So they've just lost their jobs. But don't worry, using the awesome powers of the Law of Attraction, they'll soon have new jobs. I just hope they manifest it before their children starve. But I'm not going to try to help them manifest it. I'm a selfish pig. Well, now, 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 now you see, I, I've been doing that for years, and it's what got me where I am today. I'm glad to see the word is spreading. So you can really make things happen by thinking about them? Well, I can, and I do. It's been proven to me countless times. Mind over matter, the power of positive thinking, perception becomes reality. Curiosity killed the cat, yeah, yeah. But how does thought get from my brain to the real world? Well, that's a very intricate subject involving brainwaves and, and an energy created by the mind. It's all very real and based in science. There's a, there's a scientific principle that similar things attract each other. This is sometimes called the law of attraction, and you can think about it as if your brain were a magnet and it attracts what you think about. But magnets work by attracting the opposite pole, not the similar pole. No, 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 no. But magnets attract other magnets. People with similar interests attract each other. Birds of a feather flocking together and all that. 
You see, when you think about things, you form a mental image in your head. Your mental images of things are similar to those things in the real world. So you're saying my mental image of a ham sandwich is similar to this ham sandwich in my hand? Well, yeah, yeah, that's right. Doesn't the picture of a sandwich in your mind look like the one in your hand? Well, yeah, because I have a memory and I know what a ham sandwich looks like. What does that have to do with becoming wealthy or curing my illnesses? Well, now, 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 you're getting ahead of me, you see. You have to think about it, and you must sincerely believe that it can happen. And then, and now this is where people fail, you have to take action towards your goal. Uh, yeah, isn't that obvious? Uh, if I want a sandwich, I'm already thinking about it since I want it, then I have to believe I can get one. Well, sure, I'm pretty sure I can get one. And then, I have to get off my lazy ass and go get one. Whoopee, it's a miracle! Is Jack Palance still doing that Ripley's Believe It or Not show? Let's get him on the phone. See the man that creates ham sandwiches. Believe it. Or not. Well, yeah, it is that simple. When applied to sandwiches, it isn't very interesting, but, but it can be used for so much more. It's the same principle, but you can use it to get a promotion, or cure your illnesses, or get a car. You're already using it, and you didn't even know it. You just need to kick it up a notch. Bam! Wait, that's totally different. Getting a sandwich and, say, uh... Curing cancer, I mean, are two entirely different things. Only different in your mind. No, in the world. I mean, a sandwich has ham and mayo and probably cheese. Cancer has a... Cancer? I have the power to walk into the kitchen and create a sandwich. I don't have the power to create cancer or cure it. Well, haven't you ever seen, haven't you ever heard of people fighting an incurable disease and they overcome it? Yeah. Well, haven't you ever heard of someone losing the will to live while fighting a disease and they soon pass away? Yeah, technically I'm not aware of any studies that prove that a person's mental state was actually involved in their cure or their downfall, but, but sure, I'll concede that. Well, you see, that's how the power of thought can be used to cure diseases. Well, on some level, yes, but wouldn't that have more to do with your mood? I mean, if you're in a good mood, you're less bothered by pains, and if you're upset, you're probably more bothered by pain. I've always thought that was more of your brain controls your immune system, so your mood affects how effectively you want your immune system to fight off whatever disease you've got. I mean, it's subconsciously controlled. You're making a great case for me. Yep, your brain does control that. And what is the brain if not thought? But that's different. I mean, that's it's not my thoughts that are curing the disease. It's my own natural defense mechanism fighting the disease. Well, call it whatever you like, but, but there it is. Your thoughts made it happen. Yes, but at the level you're talking about, that's not very interesting. I mean, you're, you're just stating the obvious. I mean, if you're saying that you should think about your goals and then take action to achieve them, I'm completely on board. I'd like to append that you shouldn't store dynamite in your car's engine compartment or give yourself a nitric acid enema. You know, since we're stating the painfully obvious. Oh, and setting your hair on fire? Bad thing. But the obvious parts are just the beginning. It can be used to gain wealth and lose weight and obtain success. Those are some general topics there, but, but, but let's pick one. How about success? I was watching The Ultimate Fighter the other night. It's a mixed martial arts type of boxing. So how could a fighter use this to gain success? How could he or she use this to win a fight? It's the same principle. You, you want it, you think about it. You believe it can happen, and then take action. In this case, the boxer has to think about himself winning, and he should then train as if he's going to win. So if I want to fight uh, Quentin Jackson, the current light heavyweight champion, all I got to do is really, really want it, and then maybe start hitting the punching bag a few times. If you believe, you can beat him. Size matters not. It's only different in your mind. Yeah, yeah, Yoda. Is there any time limit placed on this? I mean, I'm not a fat slob, but I'm certainly not in his kind of shape. I mean... He's almost 50 pounds heavier than me, and I'm sure that's all muscle. Plus, I've never done any boxing or wrestling or anything, so I'm just supposed to believe, and while he's rolling around the octagon laughing, he'll suffer a stroke and die, because it's going to take something highly improbable like that for me to beat him. If, if you believe, it'll happen. 
Okay, since we both know I'm not going to be fighting Jackson ever, this is just too hypothetical. You can't prove things that are this highly improbable. So, so let's move on to something else. Um, what, what about the main event that night, for instance? It was Liddell versus Jackson. I'm sure they both wanted to win. They, they both sure talked a lot of smack before the fight about who would be using whom as a deck-swabbing implement. How do you account for the fact that they both can't win? Well, obviously one of them had doubts. Okay, possibly. I was reading the minds of the Octagon girls when they weren't displaying the current round, so maybe one of them did have doubts and I missed it. I'm sorry, I'll pay closer attention to that in the future. But are you going to tell me that in all of history of boxing or wrestling or any type of one-on-one match, every single time at least one of them has had doubts? Now that you're telling us about this amazing technique to bring about events as you see fit, what if all boxers started utilizing it? Clearly, they can't all win. So if this works, you're not guaranteed the results you think about. So that means I can only bring about things that could happen anyway, and I still might not get it. This is some awesome power you've got. Well, now, I'm not really an expert in this area, but and bear with me here. This is going to sound a little cuckoo. The common belief here is that we're each in our own universe. We are masters of our universe. You see, you don't really exist. You're one of my manifestations. I've constructed this universe. We each have our own personal matrix, as it were. Except each of us controls this universe, unlike the Matrix. Yeah, we're all in our own universe. Well, yeah, and you, and you see, there is no conflict. You see, I manifested those boxers, and, and, and I manifested that only one of them will win. But I also manifested both of them to want to win. But neither of them is real, so they're like Mario and Luigi and Super Mario Brothers to me. Do you really believe that? Well, it's one possible explanation that many followers of the Law of Attraction believe. The world is literally what you make of it. So first this means if I'm in your universe, I'm not real. Correct. So no one is listening to us. Correct. And you've manifested me to argue with you. Uh, correct. Why in your own universe would you do such a thing? Maybe to strengthen my own beliefs. You should always question things, and, and that helps you know you're right. But you debating me is furthering my beliefs since uh, it's forcing me to question them, and I'm confirming the existing answer. Or, you're not real, and you're the one in my universe. Well, correct. Then you've manifested me to argue with you. Well, the difference would be that if you're correct, I did it subconsciously. I mean, you know you control things, and apparently you actively made me argue with you about this. Or you're at least allowing the discussion to continue. I mean, since I don't believe I actually have any level of control, I didn't intentionally bring you here. Hey, if I'm in your universe, why don't you just make me die right now? Go on. If you're correct, I'm not real anyway. Kill me now, using your mind or a rusty kitchen knife. Whatever. I'm not going to kill anyone. It's not my way. Why not? I mean, if none of us are real, why should you care? You're the supreme ruler of this fictional mankind. You answer to no one. Maybe you don't want to convince others of this law, because if I truly believe that I ruled my own universe and that you weren't real, I'd kill you right now just to make a point. And, and it wouldn't be murder, it would be, uh, what do you call it when you throw away your Legos? I mean, because that's what the world is, my toy. I mean, if I rule the universe, like Michael McDonald said, you belong to me and not in a loving way. Seriously, if I'm in my own personal universe, not only do I not have any social responsibilities, but... but but your manifestations are lame as hell. <laughs> what do you mean? You're telling me that thoughts become reality and you can make things happen and you control the universe. Well, I can come up with at least three things I'd rather be doing right now and none of them involve you. My dreams are so much more interesting than job promotions and personal wealth and turning things into gold. If I control my own universe, I have the ability to fly without aid and can travel at faster than light speeds through space. 
I'm going to play among the stars wearing only my socks and travel back in time to meet Mark Twain. Again, wearing only my socks. My feet get cold. So you're telling me you have this ultimate power and yet you use it to get raises and get better cars and lose weight? Wow. It's because I'm too bound in my current reality. What? I've made certain rules for myself that I can't break. The way I've already made the world work is too ingrained in my own mind. I'm too used to it and I've created my own limitations. If only I'd have known about this law sooner. Within manifest for those rules to be broken. Why, well, I can't. It, it doesn't work that way. So you can do anything, mind over matter, and you're master of your own universe. Say hi to Cringer. But you can only make things happen that could have happened on its own anyway? You're t you tell me that I'm making things happen around me, and I need to change my way of thinking. And then you tell me you're an old dog and can't learn new tricks, so you're trapped in your own reality. Well, yeah. That's a pretty lousy power. How can you break one rule of nature and not another? I mean, that's like saying you can defy gravity, but you can't fly. Well, the idea is that there are some of us who can get past this limitation. That's the goal. First, how would you know? I'm not real. No one is real. The person who told you about this concept isn't real. If you're the only reality, you're just making up your own history. Sounds to me like you're in a self-made prison. I got an idea. Work with me on this. You, you say you're bound to some semblance of current reality, even though you admit to breaking this reality. <sighs> Why don't you manifest millions of dollars and start an orphanage on some abandoned offshore oil rig? Get some children from birth and, and teach them of your ways. Teach them from day one that the universe belongs to them and they aren't bound by anything. They will grow up in a world that follows their rules of their mind and not have the same limitations you do. Well, but I'll remind you that they won't be real. They'll just be my own manifestations. True, but don't you think that after you see them break the rules, you'll be able to break them? I mean, you'll know the rules can be broken at that point. It's kind of like a way for you to work around your own rules in your mind. You do that and let me witness the result? That'll show me. Well, I just might do that, smart guy. Good, you do that. Show me the children, who are no more real than I am, that can fly without aid. Then I'll believe you. But until that time, I'm not buying that we are each in our own universe thing. I mean, if you believe that, why tell others of this power? We're not real. That's like me talking to a bunch of life-size cutouts of the cast of shirt t t, -t tails They're not real. At the end of the day, if we're all in our own reality, there's no point in any of us having this discussion. One of us is fake. But anyway, hang on. Since, since I brought up children, that raises an issue. Children don't have these self-erected mental barriers like us adults have, according to you. So I wonder why the entire world isn't just a real-life version of that Twilight Zone episode where that kid could do anything and controlled his parents and made his sister's mouth disappear. Well, let me guess, your explanation is that Firestarter was a documentary. Maybe they don't have sufficient mental energy to affect the world yet. I mean, they're just children. They're not fully developed. Well, that would actually be a good thing if children don't have sufficient mental energy. I mean, children aren't very rational. Can you imagine the world if they had the power to create their own reality? An entire planet, like the toy aisle at Walmart, with screaming and disarray. Pudding would be over everything, and of course, parents would be dead the first time they tried to discipline them. But I'm getting off topic. Let's go back to something else. You claim to be able to use the law of attraction to cure diseases, correct? Well, yes, it's been done using the power of the mind. Well, if you really have a power to cure ailments, and this isn't just the body healing itself, what about amputees? What about them? Apparently, not a single amputee knows how to use this method. Otherwise, they'd grow back their missing limb. Swamp Thing did it. Shouldn't an amputee have seen that and think, hey, I can get my limb back just by touching sunlight and using the law of attraction?
Well, they do get their limbs back via prosthetics. You don't have absolute control over your manifestations. You manifest to be able to walk, and you get it. So not one amputee has tried to manifest their old leg back. Instead, they just manifest the ability to walk again. Well, apparently so. I doubt they feel like a prosthetic is a worthy substitute. But, but yes, that's one interpretation. Hey, after they got their prosthetic that they manifested, do you think that the average amputee is suddenly happy and the void in their life is filled again? Or do they still wish that they could be like everyone else and whole like they used to be? After training for hours on how to walk naturally on an artificial leg, I gotta believe that most of them spend quite a bit of time just wanting their real leg back. Does that mean that you get one chance to ask for a general thing and the universe answers however it does and, and that's it? Kind of like the double jeopardy law we have. You can't be tried for murder twice. The universe can't be bothered for wishes twice. Way to go, universe! You get one manifestation per issue! Or maybe they have too many doubts that it will ever come back. Or, or maybe the doctors convince them that they need to accept the current situation. But not once, at least in recorded and verifiable history, has it ever happened that an amputee grew a real limb back. After years of applying the law of attraction successfully in many areas of his life, Joe loses his lower left leg in a back alley cockfighting gone horribly wrong. He knows the law of attraction works and is devastated by his loss. Wouldn't he want to prove to the world how powerful it is? No one seems to be trying to keep it a secret anymore. In fact, why aren't you growing back his leg for him, you bastard? You should be able to do it. You can get a promotion, a new car, some amount of money, a fake leg, a cured disease, but no regenerated limbs. The interesting thing is that I can get all of those things and I don't believe in your method. What's your loss? No, apparently it's the entire world's loss since none of you who are using this are helping others. On one level, it bothers me to think that genetics will someday allow us to grow back limbs and I won't be able to make this argument anymore. I mean, it doesn't bother me that people get their limbs back. That's great, but that I won't be able to use this really useful argument against you. But that's probably not very comforting for the people in the past and present who don't get their limbs back. If there's really a power here, and it's not just coincident, you'd think at least one person would have grown back a limb. If all you can do is make things that occur that we already have explanations for, and you require that we actively take action to make them happen, you haven't got a power. You've got the rudimentary foundation for what we call intelligence and pattern recognition. Hey, I sat on a couch all day. No one handed me money. Hey, I got a job, and I did get money. Without something that's even beyond unlikely, you haven't got a power. If you're saying this technique is merely a way to look at the world that's more likely to make you happy and, and more likely to make you take action to make you even happier, well, then I'm on board. If it works for you, go with it. Playtime is fun. But do you realize that there are people proclaiming that this is an honest, measurable power over the world around us? Some people are claiming that this gives them the power to affect random number generators, actually heal sickness, and have an effect on the universe. I mean, if that's true, wouldn't you want to see some evidence? Well, I do see evidence every day. But can you understand that I'm one of those slow people that needs better evidence? Can you recognize that many of us need some proof that we can definitively point to and say, there's no way that was a coincidence? I mean, if you really have this power and want to share it with me, shouldn't you be able to provide something definitive instead of things that could have happened anyway and then explain it as doubts when it doesn't happen? If that's your power, it's a lousy power. A Superman could fly and see through walls. So far, all I'm hearing from you is that you have the power to, at some point in time, get a raise or a better parking space or something else that could have occurred without your mental intervention. Hey, it's another good band name, Mental Intervention. As I've said, I have the same power and I don't practice your technique. Well, yes, you do, and you just don't realize it. Everyone has this power. 
Okay, but see it from my point. I'll offer some useless anecdotal evidence that's just as useless as that woman on Oprah who was, after suffering through a sexless year of marriage with her husband, was made horny again after watching The Secret. Could her choice of TV have been part of the problem? But anyway, aside from missing what is apparently some really arousing porn, I'm very happy in life. I consider myself successful. I've got two turntables and a microphone. I can't complain, but I still do. In fact, I complain quite a bit, and I often focus on negative things that never manifest themselves. Many people who know me say I'm a pessimist, but I have a good life. So I'm getting all the good results as if I followed the law of attraction, and yet I don't. Interesting. So I ask you, if this really, really exists, prove it. You have the power. You keep telling me you have the power. I just want a simple demonstration. Well, like what? Oh, I've got the perfect solution. I want you to cure all cancer. Why, I can't do that. Why not? Your thoughts are giving off a measurable energy, and this is a scientific phenomenon. So let's treat it like science. Let's do an experiment. Well, but, but I can't do that. There's too many other people fighting me. So you're saying there are too many other people that want cancer, and their thought energies are blocking yours? Well, yeah. Who the hell wants cancer? I mean, besides a few jerks at the top of some drug companies and maybe a few jerk doctors, who the hell wants cancer? We need to find these people and surgically implant scorpions in their lungs. Well, it's not that anyone wants cancer. It's that the negative thoughts and energy are manifesting it. Nah, I see. So uh, everyone else's thoughts are keeping cancer around. But you could cure yourself, right? Well, sure. So you have the power to cure a single person. I've got it. You dig up ten other people who follow the ways of the law of attraction. Uh-huh. And you find someone who is dying of cancer. Write their name down and give it to me. I'll go verify that the person really does in fact have cancer. Then you cure this person. We should be able to do that. Wait a minute, I'm not done. I say bring ten people because that way you can combat the patient's natural desire to die or whatever that negative energy is. You know, their own manifestation of their death that you're saying is what prevents more people from being cured. I figure ten of your people, along with the person's grieving family, should help. In fact, feel free to tell everyone what you're doing. Maybe that'll pick up the spirits of the cancer patient if they believe in this stuff. Well, yeah, that's a good idea. We, we could do some good. Yeah, for the people that don't really exist. Alternate universe in my ass. What was that? Nothing. <clears throat> anyway, I'm not done. You do that for someone. Then another. Then another. And then another. Let each of the people take their regular treatments, you know, just so no one can say you're being irresponsible, you know, in case you fail miserably. In fact, as, as a bonus, why don't you get some of those friends of yours to manifest a counter to the, uh, the horrible side effects of cancer treatments? If you've got a real power where you can affect the world, the 11 of you, plus the family, should be able to mentally destroy a tiny piece of cancer. Well, yeah, we should. But then I want you to repeat it. You see, medical science doesn't have a 100% success rate at curing cancer. In fact, it's considerably lower, depending on what kind of specific type you're talking about. Now, it's my belief that your effort alone is probably enough to help some people. I'm sure some people would just be happy to have a visitor every once in a while. I mean, that should pick up their spirits a little bit to help them fight the good fight a little bit longer. I've already conceded that a person's own state of mind can affect their health. So I don't want to see you come back and say that normally 8 out of 30 people survive cancer, and now we're up to 15! That's not going to convince me. If you really have a power, you should be able to get it up to at least a 90% success rate. I mean, actually, I think you should be able to get up to 100 since you're so damn sure of yourself. But I'll cut you some slack, Jack. Well, that actually should work. Would that make you believe, finally? Oh, sure. But, uh, I'm not going to believe if I noticed that you picked things like testicular cancer, which we already have a very high success rate if discovered early enough. 
So I think you ought to treat people with pancreatic cancer or Hodgkin's disease, something with a considerably higher mortality rate. What would that make you believe? Well, if you cure almost all of those people, it will definitely get my attention. Then I think you should branch out into other diseases, muscular dystrophy, Ebola, geriatric profanity disorder. <sighs> I guess at its root, what bothers me the most is that if you truly have this power, you've elected to use it to gain material wealth. Which is nothing wrong with that, but you're freaking A, short-sighted! I mean, you could become gods if you went around truly healing people. You wouldn't have any need for money ever again. You wouldn't worry about parking spaces because you'd be chauffeured everywhere. If you had the power and used it for being less of a selfish prig, you'd be loved by all, showered by gifts, and pelted with various free services. I mean, damn! You're like a child with a magic genie who wishes for a cheeseburger when you could wish for immortality or a really good piece of ass. Frankly, if your power is real, it deeply concerns me that none of you have thought of this. Well, maybe we have, and that's why there's not more suffering. But I've just shown you a way to prove this works. It's a small-scale experiment that affords you the opportunity to show the rest of us how wrong we are. Man, don't you think I want there to be this power? I would love to be able to do what you suggest. That would be like better than two cheeseburgers. Consider this. If this works, it really works, it'll revolutionize the medical industry. Instead of having doctors and nurses learn their primitive healing techniques, they'll be all trained to use the law of attraction. Hell, at some point, everyone will know it works, and they'll be able to use it themselves. Once you cure, say, a thousand patients, I'll believe. Then you can show me, and I'll start proselytizing. Hey, I just thought of something else. Do you realize how much better of a way this would be to put condemned prisoners to death? There's always this issue of them being able to feel dying, and some people are very concerned that a convicted murderer is going to feel a few moments of pain for their crime as they are legally put to death. You could just make them die painlessly in their sleep. Man, does that make assassinations even scarier. Brings new meaning to the term magic bullet. Think of all the important figures in history that just died. I bet some of them were assassinated using the law of attraction. I mean, having somebody you hate die from cholesterol is a hell of a lot cleaner and safer for you than having to shoot them. You just manifest them to death. Isn't that interesting? Shouldn't Bin Laden be dead right now? Shouldn't enough people have manifested his death? Come to think of it, a lot of people would like to manifest Bush's death. I hope he has some law of attraction experts manifesting his anti-death just to protect him right now. But, uh, let me ask you one more thing about this power of yours. Are you concerned about the economy? Well, like everyone, yes, it's something to be concerned with, but now I know I'll never have to worry again. Well, what I'm referring to is the fact that money doesn't just come out of the ground. If you manifest finding a $20 bill in the bathhouse, that means somebody else lost $20. Does that bother you that you're in essence stealing money from someone? Well, I'm not stealing. That's ridiculous. I'm just going to set up a situation where I can receive money and make it happen. But it couldn't happen if somebody else didn't lose the money in some fashion. How is that any different from me just taking it out of someone's wallet if you know you're going to get the money? Well, I, I didn't touch the person or their wallet. And besides, the person might not have lost it. They might have wanted it to go to someone. Yeah, so they dropped a 20 on the bathroom tile. That's what I always do when I'm feeling generous. Well, not all money you get is from somebody else losing it. I mean, for example, the lottery. True, the lottery is money set aside for the purpose of giving it to somebody. That's hard to decry. However, what about other types of betting, like a horse racing or poker? What about well, if your horse wins, you've manifested the other horses to lose. Somebody else who bet lost money. In fact, a lot of others who bet lost money. If you manifest a full house in poker and win, you just gained some winnings that your fellow players lost. Any system based on bartering means money, goods, or services have to be exchanged. Someone gives something, someone takes something. 
Well, yeah, I'm stimulating the economy. Yeah, in certain circumstances, but, but for another example, if you get your money from an inheritance, someone had to die. You manifested their death. If you get a promotion, you manifested that others wouldn't get it. I mean, at one level, all these things could happen anyway, and I'm with you on that. But on your level, you made them happen. Just to be clear, it wasn't that your wealthy uncle was previously sick, or your horse was better, or that you were the better card player or the best man for the job. According to you, if you have the power, then you manifested the outcome of events. You then bear some responsibility. You made it happen. Well, yeah, well, those outcomes could have happened anyway. I agree. It's just a little different that you're claiming that you made them happen. If you truly have this power, you're right, same result at the end of the day. I, but I just sleep a little better knowing that I didn't actively hurt others. You did. But what about something more innocuous? Parking spaces. You manifest a good parking space at work in the morning. That means somebody else didn't get that parking space. You know, all the other people that usually get there before you. Well, yeah, so. Does that mean that you made someone else late? Did they just wake up late, or were they caught in traffic from an accident that you manifested? Well, the manifestation is merely what you ask for, not how it occurs. But just to be clear, it can occur at someone else's expense. I mean, maybe something simple like making another person late for work, which could get them fired. Or maybe something worse like being the one killed in that accident that you manifested. Is there any type of responsibility to your thoughts? Do you try to manifest things and place limitations on them, such as, I want a new car, but I don't want anyone to die, being horribly maimed or burned in a grease fire is acceptable? Well, sometimes people do specify the manifestation to be without harm. So you sometimes consciously don't want to harm others, but you still won't cure AIDS. How considerate of you. If you actually have a real power over the universe, then I'm more depressed than I've ever been in my entire life. I knew people were inherently selfish, but come on, you're not going to let Dr. Zayas be right, are you? I understand the entire yin and yang concepts, that you can't have heat without cold and you can't know joy without suffering, but when that suffering results in death, it doesn't serve much purpose, does it? Well, actually, yeah, I guess you could say it serves a few purposes. It can remind us to cherish each day and live life to the fullest. It gives us a deadline that helps motivate us. I got it, fine. On some certain Zen level, I can agree with the fact that suffering is required. Yeah, I remember what Uncle Ben said. Okay, but answer me this, though. Why are your dreams so lame? If you want me to believe, show me the power. Don't, don't do something mundane such as lose eight pounds in three months. Draw a ginormous smiley face on the moon or something to really show me. Well, that's what I'll do, smart guy. I'll be holding my breath. So what's all this phony dialogue about? There's been a lot of buzz about this book, The Secret. I hope at this point you've at least heard of it, otherwise you've been completely confused during this episode and couldn't possibly think people believe this. I'm going to let you in on The Secret. It's the law of attraction, and it's a way for you to use your thoughts to make things happen. Now, it's difficult to pin down what the rules and limitations really are. Everyone seems to be saying something slightly different. The panel on Oprah, when The Secret's author was discussing the books, they, uh, they gave some fairly conflicting reports, actually. That's always a good sign that the truth is known. At its most believable, the law of attraction is about making things that could happen, happen. It's about some type of mental energy that makes the world follow its own rules, and yet the outcome is whatever you think it will be. Nothing mystical, just energy. This energy can bring you vehicles with that new car smell, more well-behaved children, less cheating spouses, cures for your ailments, and money from heaven. However, it can also do the opposite. 
Dwelling on negative things brings you vehicles with that festering disease yak-in-the-trunk smell, undomesticated children, heavily cheating spouses, diseases that take your ass down, and poverty from heaven. It depends on what you think about. Your thoughts become reality. It sounds a lot like a good way to get people motivated in this sense. I mean, if that's all it is, I'm with you, man. You're highly unlikely to become successful half-undressed eating chips off your chest and playing Halo 2. So something that makes you take action is a good thing. But if you're saying this is really an actual power for controlling the universe, and many people are saying that, well, this brings about many discrepancies, such as uh, multiple people thinking about opposite things, like, uh, oh, I don't know, pick any sporting event on the planet. To eliminate discrepancies such as that, at the Law of Attraction's wildest, I have heard it reasoned that we're each in our own universe. And I'm talking to a bunch of brain-dead holodeck images. There's no discrepancy because there's only one person. Me! Get the hell out of my universe! The problem with this is that means doing anything is a complete waste of time. And I'm ultimately the one responsible for all the suffering in this existence because I control all of existence. So there's no reason for you to disagree with me, because if I'm in your universe, you manifested me to argue with you about this. The things that bother me the most about this are, one, you'd think someone would use this power for a much greater good and less selfish purpose, and two, can't you come up with something more interesting to manifest than a car? I would suggest that maybe a better name for this principle might be Self-confidence. Self-confidence can make you a great leader. It's something that humans tend to look for in others. Confidence can not only make you attempt things that you might not otherwise attempt and therefore provide you with a greater chance of it actually occurring, since you did something, but it can also endear you to others. I mean, given a choice of hiring two people with equal qualifications, I'm probably going to hire the more confident one. Since confidence usually, not always, see episode 13, but usually comes after experience and skill. So by being confident, you exude that you have experience and skill. And whether getting a job or going on a date, experiences and skills of all types are sought after. This will tend to make you more successful and give you a stronger will to live when you do get sick. Being more successful also gives you access to opportunities and insurance that you might not otherwise have, thereby potentially bringing about more happiness or at least less misery. I would suggest that the opposite of confidence Self-doubt or low self-esteem are not desirable qualities. Given a choice to hire two people of equal qualifications, I'm not going to hire the one with the lowest self-esteem. So both confidence and low self-esteem can become self-fulfilling prophecies and turn into a vicious cycle. Is it called vicious if it's a good thing? Probably not. But maybe. Why? Because if you become too confident, you can become arrogant. This is where you just know you're the shit and you don't stink. At this point, you become less desirable. The interesting thing is that becoming an insufferable, arrogant prick seems to be the goal of the Law of Attraction. You have to just know everything will bend to your will. I don't think the believers are arrogant pricks, but that does seem to be the goal. In addition, part of the principle behind the Laws of Attraction seems to suggest that you accept your life and then try to improve it. Well, that's good advice for us all. If you can accept your current life and then have goals to improvement that you can actually achieve... I bet you're going to be happier. That seems like common sense. And some would say that is the law of attraction right there. The difference is I don't think your thoughts actually came into play. Your actions do. But at that level, it's not a power. It's simply a method for being more likely to attain your goals. And if you still choose to believe in the law of attraction, that's fine with me. Just think it through. 
I would ask you one thing. Don't email me if you disagree with me. Instead, either manifest my belief, and, and I'll open my mind to the possibility, or better yet, be selfless and using the previously mentioned techniques cure all cancer. I'll give you to the end of 2008. A deadline will help motivate you. And once you get the ball rolling and curing around a thousand people with an amazing success rate, people will believe and they'll cure others and so on and so on and so on. I just want to make sure it's documented and heavily verified. You won't need to contact me as I'll know it works because I'll see it in the news reports and then I will humbly beg forgiveness. But I think the real secret is that if this works, mankind is more selfish and less imaginative than I ever conceived. Because if I could do anything just by thinking, I'd help others, or at the very least, my goals would be less mundane than money. All other arguments aside, why aren't the people that have this power doing something significantly more interesting, like flying or changing the sky to purple at noon or shoot laser beams out of their eyes? It's interesting that the people who can control the world via thought have almost no imagination. Quick note on the results of my profanity question last episode. I got great quantities of feedback stating that I should leave everything the way it is. Many people were quite adamant about this. The main reasons were, A, the show is clearly not intended for children anyway and uses too many other adult-oriented concepts and materials. And B, many felt it with respect to my release schedule. I was already a sorry slow ass anyway, and if this made me any slower, they would track me down and ram a fork in my eye. So, uh, not much interest after all. Another subject. May was Logically Critical's one-year anniversary. Yay! The Earth is in the same relative position to the Sun as when I started this. That's cause for celebration. And so I did. One of the things I did was buy myself a real microphone. I was previously using this crappy $30 USB mic. Hopefully the sound quality will be much better now. I'll leave with a quote by Christopher Reeves. He was a pretty likable guy. You'd think at least one person would have used the law of attraction to heal him. Nope. Anyway, this quote is something I saw Christopher Reeves himself say in an interview, and I've never forgotten it. It's important that you know that Christopher Reeves said this. What's the difference between Christopher Reeves and O.J. Simpson? O.J. walked. Thanks for listening. Visit our lame, unchanging website at logicallycritical.com. Email us at podcast at logicallycritical.com. Whatever. It actually is its birthday this month. <laughs> what? Just, just go ahead. <laughs> Happy birthday, logicallycritical.com. <laughs> I'm out of here. I'm out of here. <laughs>